It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. It's the day you're supposed to go vote. Of course, I have something to say about that. It's also the day when all of the political candidates out there give you the worst-case scenario of how the end is nigh. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So I was taking a look just yesterday at some... Because I wanted to hear, just for today's program, some of the outlandish rhetoric that you would hear day before Election Day. Day of Election Day. Some of the worst, I'm not going to give them a whole bunch to you, but you get the idea. Some of the worst. Historian says children will be arrested and conceivably killed if GOP wins Congress. Yeah, that was a guest on MSNBC. Here's a tweet of this thing. Uh, this was MSNBC Meltdown. And say, our children will be arrested and conceivably, yeah, again, I, <laughs> in front of a firing squad. Yeah, they're going to take your children and kill them in front of a firing squad. Story in front of me says, in the final days leading up to midterm election, political messaging increasingly dire. That's why I say the end is nigh. You know, Bill Nye, that kind of ended. Some like MSNBC presidential historian Michael Bellicose, I think is how you pronounce it, sounds apocalyptic when he discusses what would happen if Republicans regain power in Congress. Quote, 50 years from now, this is what he actually said, 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country, and if there's still free publishing houses and free press, which I'm not certain of, but if that's true, a historian would say what's at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. I would like to remind him, though, when it comes, were we going to have freedom of speech, freedom of press? Well, hang on a second. I can honestly show you where both sides of the political argument in the past have been guilty of censorship. That happens. Neither side can point and say, well, it's them, not us. Both sides have done it. In this particular case, where we are right now, it's mostly the left that's doing it. Why do you think Elon Musk bought Twitter? Because he wanted more freedom of speech. Yeah, the left is screaming crazy. Well, he's going to end freedom of the speech and democracy. No, he's restoring it. 
and again, news media in general. You get on any social media, but also news media in general, and then try to Google something or do something on YouTube or Facebook. Where's the censorship coming from? Yeah, but this guy's worried that if you elect Republicans, they're going to put an end to this, and democracy will come to an end, and okay. And But at the same time, to be fair, I am hearing some similar rhetoric from those on the right at some rallies that happened around the country. And as always, they say, this is the most important election ever. And it's always an end is nigh kind of an attitude. All right. Here's simply all you need to know, because I'm going to get out of all of that and just let you, this is all you need to know today. If you haven't voted yet, we continue as Americans to elect people who are way over the top, crazy, big spenders, people who worry about their political career more than you, who want to increase the size of government, who want to increase spending, who think that government is supposed to solve every little problem. All right. these, these are the people who we keep electing. And I'm blaming both major parties for that because that's what they're both trying to do. Whether the crisis is real or imagined, they have all of the answers and they keep pushing that you got to elect us if we want to save this country. They both scream about the national debt and say that they have reduced the debt and they're both lying, both major parties, because both major parties do nothing but increase the size of the debt and grow government and continue to pass laws which restrict not just your personal freedom, but if you're a business person, you know what I mean by restricting your freedoms as a business person. And so what you're looking for real simply is out of the candidates that are left, those are in the, the final battle today that are actually on the ballot. Who can you vote for that is for the smallest possible government? I'm talking... Small government, big liberty. If you really want to save this republic, if you want to be free people in a free country, then you got to get rid of the people that are, well, doing the opposite of what you're asking for. You got to get rid of the people who are promising you that they're going to solve every little problem, again, real or imagined. They have all of your answers, they have all the money you need. They'll take care of you. Got to get rid of those people, the political establishment, and start looking for a new breed of people who are liberty-centric, small government thinkers. So when I went, I voted yesterday, actually. I was um, driving somewhere else, and suddenly it struck me, oh, wait, let me go do that today, because I'm not a, I, I don't do lines. If I go somewhere and there's a line, you know, forget it. I just don't do lines. So I like to go vote early, which one of the reasons I love living in places like Wyoming, City Hall is right up the road from these studios here. And I just walked up the road and went in to where there's a very short line. There's maybe like two people in front of me. And I flashed my license. <gasps> we had to show ID. <gasps> oh, my God. They double checked to make sure who I was. Took my ID, looked at it. Yep, that's you. Oh, by the way, I had to get a new driver's license that was up. 
And I can finally say, after all of these years, I finally have a good driver's license photo. I know you don't believe me, but it happened. I'll show it to you. If you meet me in person, ask, and I'll show you my driver's license photo. It's finally a good one. The lady at the desk even said, yeah, you look pretty good in this one. So then I went and voted. And there were so several people on the ballot that I looked at and thought, okay, I know I'm not voting for this guy because I talked to this guy. This beauty of living in Wyoming. You can talk to some of these people. And when I asked the guy the one question, the only question that I really ask any candidate, you get this gig. What do you plan to do? What, what What's your goal here? What do you want to accomplish? That's the question. That's all I need to know. And right away I hear, well, and there's all these projects they wanted to get done, all these problems they want to solve. And so government needs to, government needs to, government needs to. And I said, okay, well, I'm not voting for this guy. But there were some other people, some I had on this program, others have not come on the program, but I got a chance to talk to them in person. And I would ask them the same exact question. And instead what I would hear is, yeah, this government's way out of control. Now, they might have been talking about local government all the way up to the federal government, whatever they were running for. Way out of control here. Just horrible. I can't vote for this. I can't vote for that. I just, we need to reduce the size of government. Spending's way out of control. Bureaucracy's way out of control. Okay, now that person has my attention. Because they're interested in limiting the power of government and big liberty, personal responsibility. That's what I'm looking for here. So most of what you're going to, if I could, I'm going to offer you some same kind of advice that I did over the weekend. When it comes to today's news, all you're going to hear, if you turn on the major networks, and if you go scrolling for news on your phone, and some of you get app alerts, it's going to be one poll after the next. The poll show, the poll show, the poll show, and then, of course, exit poll show, exit poll show. Ignore it. It's nonsense. They're just trying to fill the time. They have no idea. And the politicians, no matter what side of the argument that they're on, the politicians are going to say the most outrageous things, like that guy from MSNBC. Well, if historians are even allowed to write history in the future, if we end up voting Republican, well, they're going to be writing about our children being taken into the streets and executed in front of us. He actually says this on MSNBC. Democracy is at stake here. It's what they're all saying. All right. yeah, the end is nigh, that kind of stuff. Turn it off. All right. Let's go do something else today. All right. And if you're an informed person, vote. If you're not, please don't. But if you're an informed person, please go vote. And then tomorrow we'll find out what's going on. And then the rest of the week, and here comes the hard part, the rest of the week is going to be nothing but politicians and news media telling you what the election results mean. And most of it's noise and nonsense as well. Morning, John. John's in Gillette. Michael Bellicos is a hack who used to be a decent historian. He drank all the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Rianne from Fort Danger. So tinfoil hat movement, however, the Democrats always accuse Republicans uh, of things they're planning to. That's one thing. You're right about something, Rianne. The Democrats always accuse the Republicans of doing what they're actually doing. If you want to know what the Democrats are up to, what are the Democrats accusing the Republicans of? Yet yeah, remember the whole Russian collusion thing? 
Okay, well, who's actually doing that? Yeah. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. In the aftermath. It matters it in Wyoming. Looks it good. matters to After wake up Wyoming years, with Glenn decades, Woods. Call I finally got a decent driver's license Woods and make So your Jim voice sends me this note here. Uh, wait, let me, let me get back up to your original note because he sends me a follow-up here. It, like, basically, he's saying according to whom. But what is your definition of a good picture? I think the girl lied to keep from being disappointed. You from be disappointed by the truth. Now that may be true. She might just be she's doing her job. And oh, it's a great picture. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I told Jim that uh, really I just looked at my own picture and decided I'm not embarrassed by it. And I really am someone who most of the time I don't care what other people think. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm not worried about whether you approve or not approve of it. Fine. That, that's okay. So when I look at my own driver's license photo, that's a good picture. Uh, yeah, I, I would use that as a uh, as a profile picture on Facebook or something like that. Then I'm okay with it. It was nice of the lady to back me up on that. I don't care if she's telling the truth. Or not. All right, real quick, this is part of the reason. I'm just going to play this for a little bit to illustrate to you. Part of the reason why I say turn it all off today. Go do something else during election time because you're going to hear garbage like this. Democracy is on the ballot this yeah, year in America. Democracy as we know it may not survive. As the you Republicans know. have absolutely no plan to do anything about it. They're going after democracy. One final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. Guys, this is it. This we is it. Okay, so democracy, this is it. It's over with. Yeah, d democracy itself is on the back. I don't think when I listen to this that these Democrats, I was playing the Democrats in this case, that they truly understand exactly what we're talking about here. First off, to be clear, America is a form of democracy. Technically, we are a republic. We'll get that out of the way. We are not a direct democracy, but we are a type of a democracy known as a republic. Now, they keep saying it's on the line today. Okay, you want to go there? No, that's fine. Let's go there. The true purpose of American democracy, our style of it, the republic that we have, is that individuals get to make their own decisions and are responsible for themselves. We're not supposed to be a country where the government provides for the people. So if you really want America to be a true democracy, then you get rid of the bulk of the bureaucracy. Get rid of most of the bureaucracy. Government should be limited in size and power. Greatly reduce spending, and I mean big time. Don't believe the lie that Biden's been pushing. Well, I cut the deficit or the debt by over a trillion dollars. No, he didn't. He increased it. Massive spending cuts. Paid down the debt. Government's supposed to be really small, almost to the point that it's unnoticeable. If you're having a problem affording health care, then you need to fix your problem. That's not government's responsibility to provide health care for you or anything else. If you're struggling, and I've been there, many people have, you're trying to make a living, you're not making much money, you're struggling, that is your responsibility to fix that, not the government's responsibility. We're not supposed to be rule of the majority. We're not supposed to be rule of the elite. That's not what America is. It's the individual. 
You get to choose your own path. You make your own life, whatever it is you want to do. And government's job is to keep you protected so you can. That's why we have military, police, courts to settle disputes. But they're not supposed to do much else. They keep saying democracy itself is at stake. If you really want to make sure that democracy is preserved, you Democrats, then what you want is to dismantle most of government. Because today, our government is way too big, way out of control. Every single day, bureaucrats show up and write more and more laws. And politicians show up and write more and more laws. And they keep making government bigger and bigger and bigger and more out of control. And then they complain to us that, well, democracy is at stake. True democracy is a very tiny government that uh, isn't really responsible for much of anything. And your life is in your hands, for better or worse. And problems that you come across need to be resolved by you as a responsible adult, as an individual. Government is not here to provide for you or tell you what to do. Now, that's a true free country. Oh, by the way, Democrats, that means that people get to disagree with you and they don't get canceled for it. There's true freedom and democracy for you. Local news coming your way. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Here Top first. and bottom of every hour. And this I took a look at the politicians that were Woods on the ballot. On AM 1030, K2 and I thought, Radio. do I want any of these people really to hold any kind of political office? I mean, seriously, what good are they going to do us? They're just, we keep electing the same horrible people over and over again. Oh, look, there's a little spot there for writing candidate. So I wrote in Giant Asteroid. Let's face it, 2020 sucks, and you can't trust anything that you hear in the news anymore. Politicians, please find a good one. With the world going as haywire as it's gone, it's about time that we voted for change. Initiating launch sequence. A celestial object known as 218VP1, what a sexy name, is screaming toward Earth and could hit here November 2nd, the day before the election. But since many of you are voting early, we encourage you to take this opportunity to vote Giant Asteroid 2020 because the Earth just needs to be put out of its misery. Let's face it. Brought to you by the Campaign for Total Planetary Annihilation. Vote 2018VP1 because 2020 sucks that much. Also, this is the time of year, well, the time of day when you're going to hear last-minute political campaign speeches by anybody who's willing to, well, any attention that they can get. Dear Lord, they're going to lay it on thick. If only we had a lie detector. We hooked this average politician up to a lie detector so we could discern exactly when he was lying and when he was telling the truth. Good morning. Off to a bad start. I'm happy to be here. Really? Can't even tell the truth about that, huh? Your government is hard at work. Ooh, not doing well, are we? We, we have solved many problems. Come on, just tell the truth once. Care about your well-being. I don't think he has it in him. I'm telling the truth, I mean. We will take responsible steps. Come on now, this is for all the money. Well, we want to solve these problems.
problems. We have faith in you. Well, no, we don't. Because the last administration... Ooh, swing and a miss. I promise I will... I'm thinking this is not going to end well. Oh, I promise I will... I... Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Uh, huh? Come on. And there you have it. A perfect score. Which is why, a few years ago, I came up with... And this is the Dan that you heard there. He did this next one, too. I wrote for him a script of the honest politician uh, who was really, I mean, laying it out to you truthfully as he possibly could. Hello, my name is Carl, and I'm running for Congress in your district. I'm not an expert in anything, nothing, not a thing. But I sure know how to look like I know what I'm talking about, and that's why I'm electable. I'm not an expert on guns, or finance, or science, heck, I flunked science in school three times. I know nothing about automobiles or engines of any kind. I know nothing about energy, gas, coal, oil, green energy, whatever that means. I've never held a gun in my life, and actually I'm kind of scared to. But if you elect me into office, I promise to pass laws regulating everything that I know nothing about. I promise to act like the expert that I never really could be, because I cannot pass the test to get a job in that field to save my life. But I can regulate it. Yes, that's what America needs today. Experts in nothing to regulate everything. After all, isn't that what government does best? The reason behind that, besides wanting to write an ad where you hear a politician actually tell the truth about themselves, but also the idea that they can solve every little problem. Because politicians will put themselves off to the American public as experts in absolutely everything. I don't know, narcissistic, egotistical, perhaps we can go ahead and go there, right? I, I would say they are narcissistic, egotistical, and just the idea in their head that they can literally solve every little problem. But they're trying to solve problems for industries that they know nothing about which is why they shouldn't be put in charge of anything. This is why I like the idea, well, in fact, love the idea of a limited government where we hire a few people who will show up maybe once a year, take a look at some things that we might need to adjust with a few basic laws. Other than that, leave it alone and not try to regulate and write laws about every little thing. Bureaucrats are often the same way, too. Bureaucrats will sit in their cubicles writing the next... They call them rules and regulations, but they're laws. And they consider themselves to be experts in all sorts of industries that they've never actually worked in. And yet they're writing the laws for those industries. And then we as Americans wonder why things aren't working well. Why does a country as successful as America, with the resources that we have, with the talent that we have, why are we having so much trouble right now? Uh, well, because the non-experts are in charge, we put them there, and we're allowing the non-experts to run things as if, well, they actually know what they're talking about, and it's not working, is it? No, of course not. So the answer would be, get the non-experts out of power. All right. Again, they can. the only thing government should be responsible for in this case is to make sure that we do business fairly, honestly, clean, you know, don't, don't make a mess, don't pollute, 
don't rip somebody off, that kind of stuff. That's basically what they should be there for, to make sure that the game is played fair, clean, honest. Other than that, stay out of it. So when the president gets up in front of the microphone and says, well, we need to transition the energy we use in in America to this kind, it's none of his business what energy you use or what kind of car you choose to drive. That should never be government's business. 6.43, wake up Wyoming. This day when you we need to oh, yeah, I saw, I saw the morning paper or the five o'clock news. Oh, really? You need you know, wake up somewhere. Wyoming. Okay. Okay. But it's probably morning. on K2 Radio. 45 years old. Wow. And, that, you know, and it hasn't hmm. run in probably 35 okay. years. Okay. You know? See, now you got a classic there that might be worth something. There. All right, what you want to do is go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. Because I've always kind of admired, if you're going to have a hobby and you're going to waste your time with a really stupid hobby make it the coolest stupid hobby ever right okay and so people who build these big train villages and all that kind of stuff wow okay so i found a video of a guy who put in a doggy door so his train (laughs) can go out on the tracks on this train bridge and go around the backyard excellent yes and now because it's winter time here comes snow oh well the train has one of those cars in front of it with the big plow this is a model train thing. Yes. <laughs> so you can watch the video of the train going across the track. It goes out the doggy door and across the tracks, plowing snow out of the way, just like the real deal. That's I, I'm fascinated by that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And once I found that guy, which was completely by accident, I thought, well, who else is doing this? Well, here's another guy, same kind of a rig, and he's got it all set up in his backyard. But then, oh, no, no, somebody's got to top that. So there's got to have those guys with the model train sets where you can ride the train. Well, that's a big... Mo- yeah. Yeah. And so I found a video of a guy riding the train in his backyard. There's one right in Casper, Wyoming. With a snowplow in front. With, with a snow, <laughs> now with a snowplow. <laughs> so, that goes back to the only difference between men and boys is the size of their toys. You know? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. here's these guys who, okay, you're going to be a complete dork the rest of your life. Got it. And you're going to pick up some hobby that's a waste of a massive amount of money and a massive amount of time got it if you're going to do that do something that is just so cool you know what i'm talking i mean that that kind of a train thing who doesn't want it yeah as long as you have the engineer hat and the overalls in men's college basketball from last night the wyoming cowboys beat colorado christian and laramie to open the season 102 to 69 now colorado christian is a division two school so really this one-sided result is not that much of a surprise folks took a whopping 73 shots in the game they shot 50 percent from the floor jeremiah odin led the way with 17 points max Ogbank, max polo at 16 and pine bluffs needed hunter thompson with 15. cowboys made 14 three-pointers in the game and won 14 to 21 from the free throw line uw host nickel state on Thursday in Laramie. The NFL Buffalo Bills quarterback and former UW star Josh Allen is being evaluated for an elbow injury suffered in their 20-17 loss to the New York Jets on Sunday. Allen, by his own admission, said he didn't just play, didn't play very well and suffered this injury in the fourth quarter when New York's Bryce Huff hit Allen's throwing arm that resulted in a sack. His next pass was way off target and was seen holding his elbow. Allen was just 18 of 34 for 205 yards and two interceptions. He did, however, record two rushing touchdowns. The Bills are 6 
6-2. Allen's status for this week's game against Minnesota is uncertain. In college football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Fort Collins this Saturday for the border war against Colorado State. The Pokes had last week off. They are 6-3 and three overall and 4-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play. CSU has been awful this year. They're 2-7 and seven and 1-3 and three in league play. It's a big rivalry game. Wyoming is 8.5 point favorites. 5 p.m. kickoff from Fort Collins on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High School Volleyball, the 4A champion this year is Kelly Walsh from Casper, who beat Cody three sets to none on Saturday at the Ford Center. Uh, Ke- Kelly Walsh finished 35-1 and this year. They beat Cody four times during the season. And the Trojans were the preseason favorite in 4A, and player C.J. Eskew figured that her team would probably have an edge on Saturday. I had a feeling it was, yes, but I also, I know our team kind of gets slow at the beginning, but... I'm really happy that we got to just go all the way through like we did the past few games that we played with Cody because we knew they were going to be scrappy and we knew that they were going to bring it. And so I'm really excited that we just like got it done and we just finished in three. And Kelly Walsh has won the 4A, 4, 4A state title four, year, four times in the last six years. That's it in sports. Okay, so... I was looking at Saturday's forecast because you mentioned the Saturday game and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, well, there, yeah. there'd be high school football on Saturday mm-hmm. in Laramie. Then okay. the Cowboys are playing in Fort Collins. Right. Um, all I would say is just uh, bring a nice. What, what time does the game start? Well, the, the, the Cowboy game is at 5 o'clock. Okay. And the, the, the high school games are at 10, 1, and 4 okay. on Saturday. So all I would say to people is just bundle up a little bit. Temperatures are like upper 30s. Okay, that's okay, not that's bad. That's not I, bad at all. No, no. Not really. You know. We're not much for wind on that day. What? Sunny. Okay, so we do have some weather that's coming in like Wednesday, Thursday that you got to worry about. But then after that, Frank, oh, you got some good weekend sport weather coming up here. Just the right temperature for those guys to go running around and not overheat. Yes. Yes. You, on the other hand, will have to sit there, you know, keeping your hands warm. But we're not talking like sub zero, we're talking like 30s. <laughs> I, I can live with that. With no wind. Oh, I can even okay. I know I can live with that. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National, local. Update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it after that. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Tuesday. It's Election Day. In which case, I've been advising people first hour of the program, turn off the television, get away from the news. Just take a break from it for a while. Because this is where it really gets bad as the votes are being cast. I mean, this is it's just a horrible day for what's supposed to be news television. Trigger warning. <laughs> Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, 
and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. And just because we're dealing with Election Day, you know, this is a patriotic moment here. I thought it might be appropriate that maybe uh, we hear a couple of words from the President of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. Why are they all applauding? What? Wait a second. Stop the music here. Why are they all... He said two words, then he said made in America, which is three words. And they're all applauding, and I'm thinking nobody in that audience knows how to count. Well, okay, after those three words, he has a fourth word. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot, excuse me. Okay. I, wise, inspiring quotes in the president. I did try to look that up there. I'm going to play that again. I tried looking that up in the dictionary. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. Here we go. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot, Okay. See, I don't know exactly how to spell that, which I think was the problem. I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, uh, you guys just don't understand what he's trying to say. Is as long as the courtyard is available, then the car keys are going to be next to the chair. So there you go. That's basically how that's translated. If you look up in the dictionary, that's essentially uh, what he's saying or something like that. Not sure. All right. From Cowboy State Daily. Already the reddest state? Well, Wyoming's supposed to be the reddest of the red states, right? How much redder could we have? Uh, could we possibly get? Because there, I told you about this yesterday. There are some who are looking at who's going to get elected to what, and it's possible that here in the state of Wyoming, our Wyoming House and Senate winds up with even more Republicans and fewer Democrats. Oh, okay, fine. I'm okay with that because the Democrat Party has really gone off the rails nutball. I mean, really, even here in the state of Wyoming. Wow, have they gone off the rails. But I still, though, have to question this, though. So Wyoming is the reddest state. I went and voted yesterday because I don't like lines. So I can just walk. My city hall is right up the road here. I walked up to it. Went in there and grabbed a ballot. I only had to wait behind one person. So that was easy, right? Filled out my ballot in mere moments because I am not a low-information voter. I know exactly what I'm doing when I get that ballot. So I'm going through marking down what I know. This is not the first time I've seen the ballot. And you can review it, too, online so you're not a low-information voter. I advise low-information voters to stay home. Please. Okay, well, if that's the case, though, it, you know, we're the red estate, then why is it that there's several people that are labeled as Republican on the ballot here in Wyoming? that I skipped over because I'm thinking, well, that's not a conservative Republican. I know there's an R by that name, but that's not a conservative Republican. I know this person. So, no, I'm not voting for him. How red are we really when you take out the rhinos, okay? Or, and we always, there was, a lot of people like to throw mud and say, rhino. Well, hang on. There are those people who really do 
consider themselves to be conservative Republicans. And they hold office, uh, various types of offices in the state of Wyoming. Unfortunately, they don't really know what that's supposed to entail. So in other words, every time they see a problem that needs to be solved, whether it's real or imagined, whatever, they see a problem and they want to solve it. Their first thought is, well, government has to. We need more money. We need to start a program. Need to bring in tax dollars. Government needs to do the following. And it could be anything from we're going to bring in, you know, fiber optic cable for the Internet into our community. Well, great. Go ahead. Do that. But that's a private sector thing. We're we're going to go ahead and build another rec center. Why? To compete with all of the privately owned gyms that are in your area? Leave that up to the private sector. In fact, I remember a while back, it was in Gillette, Wyoming. There is a hotel in Gillette that had an indoor water park. And he didn't just have to be someone staying at the hotel to use the water park. You could just go and pay and go use the water park if that's what you want to do. Indoors, all sorts of fun slides and other things for the kids to play. It was actually really nice. And so the city goes and builds its own water park. Why? To compete with the private sector? Okay, you see what I'm getting at here. Every time someone sees a possible problem, so our government needs to. Why is it that for the longest time the state of Wyoming had... Per capita, the largest government in just about in the country. More employees for government between city, county, state, and even federal employees. We had more employees per capita than pretty much any other state. And yet we're supposed to be the most conservative state. If we were truly the most conservative state, we would really have tiny tiny government. And spending would have never been a problem. Back when the, the energy money was rolling in, coal money was really paying our bills. Boy, they got spend happy. And again, at every level, from the from the city level on up to the state level. And there's also many who are in government at the city, county, and state level who are just hooked on that federal money. If we're truly the conservative state, the most conservative state, why are we taking federal money to put up electric car charging stations? Wyoming would have just turned the money down. We would recognize that, hey, um, that's something the private sector does. If electric charging stations are to be put up around the state of Wyoming, it will be put up because private sector people, businesses, from gas stations to hotels, whatever, see a profit in it, and so they put it up using their own money. Or they get investors to help them or borrow from the bank, whatever the case is. But we don't take federal money and then send YDOT out trying to hand out that federal money. That's not what a conservative state does. Why are we doing that? Okay, so the story from Cowboy State Daily talks just about the number of Republicans in office. It says, with President Joe Biden's approval rating in the low 40s, and I think it's actually lower than that, it's not hard to envision a a red wave hitting America's polling booths on Tuesday. That could happen. Okay. In the instance where a modern sitting president has had low approval ratings, 
And it talks about the different uh, people who had different presidents who had different approval ratings. No president with an approval rating under 50% has seen his party gain House seats in the midterm election. All right. 20. And then it goes back to talk about shifts during different times. But mainly what I saw is in the story that I was reading to you guys yesterday is here in the Wyoming House and Senate, despite all of the R's next to people named Republican, these are Republicans, we're probably going to gain a few more Republicans in the House and Senate. And the Wyoming Democrat Party, which was barely present during this last election cycle, very few Democrat candidates out there. They didn't make a whole lot of noise, the ones that were out there. So the Republicans, yeah, stand to pick up a couple of seats. But does that truly make us the most conservative state when you take a look at the activities that we're involved in? Again, electric charging stations, taking federal money is one of them. But how many other ways do we take federal money? How many times do you see people getting grant money from the federal government or the state, which is not a private sector thing? The only reason, and I give credit, the Wyoming House and Senate and a couple of governors have greatly reduced the size of Wyoming's government, but only because they had to because the money was drying up. Had the money kept rolling in, I doubt they would have wanted to cut back, but they need to cut back even more. 7-17, wake up Wyoming. App. Listen anywhere. And both and of them, Jack with Glenn during the show Rich, on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Notes saying that they had to get a new phone and they're trying to set up their phone. I, <laughs> are you hearing me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, so they're sending me notes over the app, which you can do, by the way, anytime you want. You just hit chat on the app and there you go. Uh, I-80 John, he's in Granite Canyon. I saw your new uh, driver's license photo. It was hanging in the post office. Well, I was hoping you wouldn't notice that one. He's talking about earlier today, I was saying, I had to get my driver's license updated. It was that time again, you know. And I actually, for once, have a good driver's license photo. It took long enough to do it. By the way, and I hate to say this, since I've been in Wyoming, anytime I've had to go to the DMV to get anything, to get a new sticker on my license plate, I moved, whatever, new driver's license, whatever the case was. It's always been such a great experience. I finally had just a horrible experience from hell, and I wasn't the only one. I won't go into all the details. I'll just say, wow, the particular DMV that I went to, holy cow, they were not like the other ones. It was a miserable experience. And I'm somebody who just kind of takes things easy. That's why I wrote the book, The Uncomplicated Life. I take things really easy and just don't worry about it. But man, it was a rough experience for me and everybody else in the room. They need to sit down and take a good look at how they get things done. And their attitude, attitude, attitude toward people who come into the room to take care of business because they were not polite, like everybody else has been in Wyoming at DMV. All right, completely different non sequitur here, ready? I found this this morning and thought, you know, I can, th this is why I stick to just eating beef. Now, what I'm about to read to you is not 100%. I got to add a couple of things here. 
It has a beef burger versus a bean burger versus a Beyond burger. And the Beyond burger is the one that's supposed to replace meat, right? So the beef burger, ingredients, grass-fed beef. For the bean burger, ingredients, black beans, kiona, uh, onion, flaxseed, olive oil, sea salt. That's pretty basic, yeah. And ingredients for the Beyond Burger, pea protein, isolate, canola oil, coconut oil, water, yeast extract, maltzedextrin, natural flavors, whatever that's supposed to be, gum, Arabic, sunflower oil, salt, sasonic acid, acetic acid, non-GMO modified food starch, cellulose from bamboo. <clears throat> cellulose from bamboo. Didn't see that coming. Methylcellulose, I can't even pronounce that one. Potato starch, beet juice extract, ascorbic acid, and ananote acid, citrus fruit extract, vegetable glycerin, and it goes on, again, on and on. And it gets into a whole lot of stuff that there's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce it. You get the idea. Or you can have beef, which is just, you know, Beef. Now, the only thing I would add to that is, for those of you in the beef industry, you do know, of course, you will add a couple of things in what you might uh, have to inject the cow with you know, while it's feeding. And you don't just do grass, I know. You might feed it some other things, too. But I get their point. It's very basic, though. Uh, beef is just beef. As opposed to the Beyond Burger, the Bean Burger I can do because it's basically different types of beans and then uh, olive oil and flaxseed and onion. That's about it. But now the Beyond Burger has a list of ingredients. I've read to you what I could. It goes on. And after that, I cannot understand any more of the words there, which makes me wonder, why do they think that that thing is not just better for me but better for the environment? I'd say neither. Okay, let's see. Jops is in Douglas, Wyoming. No with Amendment A. Oh, now, okay, this is interesting. For those of you who go to vote today, on your ballot, there's a couple of other items. I would say do vote, even if you voted in the primary. I voted in the primary, I'm good. No, no, there's a few things that are gonna be on your ballot. Locally, there might be some taxes, and depending on where you are in Wyoming, and some local ordinances. Statewide, there's a couple of constitutional amendments on your ballot. I was really, though, this time around, genuinely interested and surprised at how many candidates are the only candidate on the ballot. Who do you want to vote for for this office? And there's one person there. There's nobody else. You could always write someone in. But Amendment A. Jobson Douglas, no with Amendment A, the so-called conservative local municipalities, along with the state treasurer, want to invest your tax money chasing higher yield. Oh, and by the way, uh, that's Derek in Douglas. By the way, uh, you don't have to sign your name when you send me a text. I can see who you are. If you want to use your real name, that's okay when you make your profile, or you can make up a name in either way. But I can go ahead and see who you are. Okay, so I've gotten a couple of things back and forth on that one. Uh, so just to, just interested in what you guys think of it. So here's here's the upside of Amendment A. When your local municipality brings in tax money, if there's money left over, if they invest the money, 
it earns interest and dividends, and it can use that to spend rather than raising your taxes. That's one side of it. And that's what the state of Wyoming does. That's why Wyoming has literally billions of dollars. And that's our rainy day fund, for one thing. But that's also part of the reason why some of your taxes are so low. Because Wyoming invests money. Your, your tax money comes in. And they invest the leftover and make a nice big pile out of it. And they can use that to keep your taxes low as we live off of our investments. So some people argue that Amendment A is good for your local municipalities if there's extra money that they invested and use the interest and dividends to help fill your potholes and other things that need to be done. Some people, like our friend here in Douglas, have a problem with that. And they don't want the money invested. Only tax what is needed and nothing more. All right. Triple eight, tell me what you think. Triple eight ninety seven Woods eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Coming up on some local news update on your weather forecast. After that, wake up, Wyoming. Here ninety seven Woods or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K two Radio. Seven thirty-six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. All right. If you were trying to call in a moment ago, now's a good time to try again. Reason why? I always bring food in while I'm on the air. I'm sort of snacking away, and today my body was saying, "No, you want more substance." So I offered Miss Mary a deal. I will literally pay for both of our breakfasts if you run and go get it. And she took me up on that. Went to a place that does local it's a local bakery so it's fresh bread and i got like a breakfast sandwich thing so miss mary was out for a bit and i asked a question and i assume that oh, some of you guys are going to try to answer the question by calling in now's a good time to do it triple eight ninety seven woods other people were texting me off the app so on the wyoming ballot is amendment a what amendment a is your local municipality if they have extra tax money left over, they can invest it if this goes through. It has to be a Wyoming constitutional amendment. That way, they have a nice little nest egg going. Not just a rainy day fund, that can certainly happen, but also with the interest and dividends coming in. If they need extra money for, we got to fix some potholes, whatever, you know, they have that there and they don't have to raise your taxes. Now, would you like that? Or would you like them to only tax you what they absolutely need? And if there's any leftover, they got to back off on the taxes. So, uh, Reefer and Carpenter, Wyoming, if there's taxes left over, you're being overtaxed. Okay. The Paison. He's in Casper. In my experience, I haven't seen local and county officials spend money wisely. Why should I think that they would invest it wisely? Okay. Well, and then the next point, let's follow up on it. Let's say, Paisan, that they did invest it wisely for sake of argument, all right? Now they have all this interest and dividends coming in. Well, do they spend that wisely? Yeah. As it is right now in order to, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate with all of this. You guys tell me what you think. As it is right now, if they want to spend extra money that they don't have, 
They have to come to us, and we get to vote on it. And if we vote no, then they can't do it, which I think is a good thing. I have seen so many times in the state of Wyoming in the years that I've been living here, so many times, local politicians get really frustrated because there's some project that they want to get on. There's something they really want to get done. But when they ask the people for the money, the people turn them down and say, sorry, uh, not the proper role of government. You can't do that. And that drives local officials crazy. But we need to get this done. And the people are saying, no, you don't. You want to find out how to get that done? Go get investors and start a private company or something. But you keep government out of it. And so if plain devil's advocate... The other side of the argument would be, well, if they did invest the money wisely and they have a bunch of leftover money, you know, dividends, interest coming in, are they going to spend that wisely? Okay. So there's that Amendment A that you can think of. Gives you a chance to think about that a little bit before you go ahead. For those of you who had not voted yet, to think about how you want to vote on it. Oh, I did get a question here. For so, because, you know, low-information voters, please don't show up. If the ballot is, a, is something you haven't seen yet and you don't know what to do, you're going to be guessing on the ballot, then you're going to do more harm than good. So that's why I, I don't have a get-out-the-vote campaign every couple of years. I have a stay-out-the-vote campaign encouraging low-information voters do your city, county, state, and do the country a favor. Please don't show up because you didn't take the time to learn who the candidates were, what the issues were. You should be a well-informed person so you know everything that is going to be on that ballot and what exactly you intend to do. You should have seen me yesterday voting. I mean, I was just whipping through that ballot because I knew everything on it. All right, well, the gentleman sent me a note so where do I find the candidates to? Not a problem. There's several places. So what I did was I went to ballotready.org slash WY for Wyoming. Or you can just do Ballot Ready Wyoming. Just type that in, Ballot Ready Wyoming. And it will give you, now you just go down, I'm going down the list here. So here's uh, U.S. Representatives. Who's running for the House of Representatives? There's a Libertarian candidate. Did you know that there was a Libertarian candidate running for it? Yeah. There's the Democrat candidate, Lynette Grable. There's Harriet Hegeman. There's Melissa Joyce Selvig, Constitution Party. And then it goes on down. Governor. There's a Libertarian candidate for governor. There's the Republican, Mark Gordon, and Teresa Livingston, Democrat. There's a lot of this, though, as I go through the candidates for various offices, statewide offices, there's a lot of just one person on the ballot. Just one person's on the ballot. You can always write somebody in. But you can also, on ballotready.org, you can also go ahead and pick your county and your city. And then from there, just decide who you want to vote on. That's really a handy guide to give you something to look up before you head off to make your choices today. 742 Wake Up Wyoming. Talk radios get with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Dave from Day Weather. Which Now, folks, there's two times you have to worry about Don. If he's out of town, something might be up. Or if he sounds really giddy and excited, something might be up. Don, you've been sounding giddy and excited. Well, there's been a lot going on here. Yeah, right. Kind of keeps your attention, doesn't it? Okay. So let's take a look at it. Right now, it's what I'm calling the sucker hole because you step outside and it's nice out there. It's pretty mild, especially in the central and eastern areas of the state as we're in a southwest wind flow ahead of that low that's off the California coast. So the best way to describe it is we're on the warm side of the low. And it'll go that way through today and into tonight. But the cold side of the low is going to find itself getting a nudge eastward later today and tonight. So it's stuck right now off the coast of Northern California, but it's going to leave the West Coast and jump the divide. And you're going to really see the weather changing to a much colder status by midday tomorrow. Tomorrow's one of those days where high temperatures are early. And they're going to fall sharply. I don't see this as being a big snow event for Wyoming, Glenn, but there's going to be, it's one of these situations where it's just enough snow. It's just enough wind and just enough cold to kind of all come together at the wrong time to make for some, some icy roads and highways late tomorrow and especially through early Thursday. Okay. And I'm noticing we're continuing as we're moving into winter here. We're doing the step down thing again because temperatures step down once again. Suddenly we're in the you know 30s, 20s and 30s and it just kind of stays that way. Yeah, and we're going to see this cold stick. That's one thing this falls when we've had fronts and we've had systems come in. We've had a, a day or two where temperatures rebound and kind of like what's happening now. But once the system gets to the east, the door to Canada opens and it stays open for a bit. And we are going to see a lot of cold air fill in behind this front this weekend. We really don't expect much weather this weekend. But okay. we're going to be under a pretty chilly air mass, and it's got some staying power. It probably will be with us for most of the next week as well. So you'll see ice forming on the ponds, the lakes, the reservoirs, the creeks. Uh, those nights are going to be getting colder as well. Okay. I noticed that, but at the same time, I didn't notice. I mean, we got this bout of snow coming, but there was really nothing behind it. In terms of any significant new snow after right. the system goes through, it's the middle of next week before okay. we start to see snow chances come back. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. Well, there's some slightly good news for you. Just a slow temp down or step down in temperatures, and then we hold, we get used to it. Then it gets colder again. Off to the, speaking of which, icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. So, Frank, uh, last hour I told you about the guy who had the really cool train set, yeah. right? Yeah, the guy's got to ride it. He's got his oh, yeah. engineer's hat. Oh, yeah. He's got the overalls. Well, and also the guy who has the miniature train set that goes into his backyard plowing snow. Yeah. I mean, it. that's just cool. Okay. Yeah. Now, so we go to Worland, Wyoming, for this next one, where there's a guy who was growing giant pumpkins for competition. Mm -hmm. Well, the competition's over, Frank. What well, do you yeah, got? They, they dropped it on a car. No. No, no, this is better than that. So what do you do with a giant pumpkin if you're way out in the middle of nowhere on a farm in Warland, Wyoming? Blast it. Yeah, so you fill it full of explosives. And blow it up, yeah. <laughs> you get out there with your AR-15. You sight it in from a great distance, 
and you shoot video of yourself aiming at the pumpkin, pulling the trigger. The pumpkin blows up. Oh, my God. I mean, it just... This has got to be great fertilizer, by the way. Oh, and, and seeds all over the place. Oh, my Lord. What a great way. I hadn't thought of that. What a great way to seed the new pumpkin patch. Yeah, just blow it blow it up, yeah. Just blow it up and seeds go all over the place. Okay. Ah, nature. You got to love it. Yeah, on the other hand, though, you got to kind of worry that Linus is upset because, you know, the great pumpkin and all that. Well, you know... We just blew him up. Yeah. Now, don't tell him though. What I want to know now, I got a YouTube video of this guy. So what I want to do is look up where he lives, right? And remember, write down that address and remember it for next year at this time, because he will grow more pumpkins. And I guarantee you, a guy like that has more explosives and has more bullets. Yeah. And I want to go out there and experience it. It'd be great if I could pull the trigger myself, but I just want to stand there and watch. Yeah, it's, it's like when when they have those cannon shoots. Yeah. In fact, that, that'd be cool to watch. Now, some cool. years ago, in near Gillette, Wyoming, sort of in the Campbell County area, but near Gillette, somebody had called the police because they kept hearing big explosions. And so the police went out, and some guys had made a homemade cannon <laughs> that was firing bowling balls. Whoa. Out into a field. And that could be either 12 pounds or 16 yeah. pounds. Some 14. And so, being Wyoming as we are, the police walked up to these guys and can I try? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys beat Colorado Christian to open up the season in Laramie 102-69. Now, Colorado Christian is a Division II school, so really a one-sided result here is no surprise. The Cowboys had, took a whopping 73 shots and were 50% from the floor. Jeremiah Oden led the way with 17. Max Agbakpolo with 16. And Pine Bluffs native Hunter Thompson with 15. Cowboys made 14 threes in the game. They went 14 of 21 from the free throw line. UW will host Nickel State on Thursday in Laramie. In the NFL Buffalo Bills quarterback and former UW star Josh Allen being evaluated for an elbow injury suffered in their 20-17 loss to the New York Jets on Sunday. Allen by his own admission said he didn't just play very well at all in that Jets game and suffered this injury in the fourth quarter when New York's Bryce Huff hit Allen's throwing arm that resulted in a sack. His next pass was way off target and was seen holding his elbow. Allen was just 18-34 of 34 for 205 yards and two interceptions. He, however, uh, did have two rush touchdowns. The Bills are 6-2. and two. Allen's status for this week's game against Minnesota is uncertain. In college football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Fort Collins on Saturday for the border war against Colorado State. Pokes had last week off and sit at 6-3 and three overall, 4-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play. CSU has been awful this year at 2-7 and seven overall, 1-3 and three in league play. Big rivalry game in Wyoming, 8.5 point favorites in the contest. 5 p.m. kickoff in Fort Collins on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Larry. High School Volleyball, the 4A State Champions this year is Kelly Walsh, who beat Cody three sets to none on Saturday in the championship match at the Ford Center in Casper. KW won 35-1 and won this season. They beat Cody four times during the season. The Trojans were the preseason favorite in 4A and finally beat their nemesis, Laramie, in the semifinal round of the state tournament in five sets. Laramie had beaten KW in the 4A championship for the last two years running, and Trojan player CJ Eskew says that win was worth a ton. It was super exhausting, but I'm so happy that we got came together as one and we just figured it out because the five-set match is super exhausting as it is and plus Laramie and that how intense they are and how well they swing and how scrappy they are. It was super intense, but I'm glad we got those two games out of the way before we got to this game. And Kelly Walsh has won four state titles in the last six years, and that's it in sports. So, By the way, you want to hear those interviews and watch it all while preps. Yep, so, we, got it, we got it all. Yeah, so I get this. This is really good from Steve. 
Steve. He sends me this as a text over the app here. So imagine you're in a job interview, Frank. Yes. And they ask you, would you say that you're a hard worker? Your answer, oh, absolutely. I make everything harder than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have met a lot of people over the years that absolutely do that. It's like, you know, life does not need to be this difficult. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, just, well, you know, it's yeah. it's hard to stay on the on the right path. Uh, is it really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I it is. Okay. I wrote a book about it, Frank. Okay. Go read it. All right. Thank you. We'll do it again next hour. Yeah, The Uncomplicated Life. All right. Come up on some local business we have to take care of. Then we're going to roll into news time after that. I got some more stuff on the agenda. I am intentionally staying away from polls and a lot of other garbage that you're going to hear today because it's just maddening and it's just drive you crazy. 754, wake up, Wyoming. Days Eight oh six of time. It's wake up. Well, I mean, my name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Tuesday. It's election day. Yeah, I got a few items to deal with on that subject, but most of it I'm not dealing with because. I've been reminding people all morning long what I said yesterday. It's just what's happening on your news, well, formerly news television stations. They don't do news anymore. And all the networks, I mean, all of them. But also on online news and if you're still getting newspapers, stuff like that. The polls say, the polls say, the polls say. And then all the outrageous things, last-minute things the politicians are saying, which are as shocking as possible, to try to scare you into voting for them and not the other guy. And on and on this goes. It's just a bunch of nonsense and rhetoric, and it doesn't matter. And so my advice is turn it off. If you're not informed enough to vote yet and you haven't voted yet, spend some time, get yourself informed, all right? Do some homework. But if you're not going to do that, then please do everybody a favor and don't vote because we don't need a bunch of people guessing. All right, now, that's about all I really need to say for the day. Hang on, you're not going to believe this next story. Trigger warning. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I just heard this story. You don't always get to hear what I hear, and I can't always hear what you're hearing, depending on what station you're listening to. So I came across this story. Uh, Fox News, last story they had, top of the hour. So none of the local radio stations carry this. Had you heard about the problem that the owner of Tyson Foods is happening? Having this gentleman is not the founder of Tyson Foods; he inherited Tyson Foods. And as they explained the story on the air, I went, 
What? Okay. In the latest incident of C-suite excesses uh, behaving poorly, Tyson Food Chief Financial Officer John R. Tyson was arrested over the weekend after he allegedly wandered into the wrong home and fell asleep in a bedroom. Uh, does this sound familiar? You heard this story when you were a kid. Someone's been sleeping in my bed. Tyson, 32 years old, arrested Sunday morning in Fayetteville in Arkansas and booked into the Washington County Jail at 2.23 a.m. According to the police report, Tyson, who is the great-grandson of the founder of the meat processing giant, great-grandpa must be so proud, was charged with public intoxication and criminal trespassing. Tyson allegedly entered the home that wasn't his, was found asleep on a bed by a woman who lived there, according to the report. Woman called police who identified Tyson through a driver's license. The arrest report said Tyson was released the same day on bond. Well, he has the money for it, so. Quote, we are aware of the incident, and this is a personal matter. We have no additional comments at Tyson Food. Tyson, his arrest comes on the heel of public misconduct by another high-profile senior executive of food company. Doug Ramsey, former chief operating officer of Beyond Meat. Oh, <clears throat> I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that fake meat burger. Doug Ramsey, former chief operating officer of Beyond Meat, left the company last month, shortly after he was arrested for assault. Ramsey arrested in September on charge of terroristic threatening and third-degree batter, battery after he allegedly hit a man's nose following an Arkansas college football game. Wait a second. Both these stories happened in Arkansas? Is that, let me go back to the Tyson food guy. Uh, let me see. Okay, he was found in bed. Uh, police identified him. Great. Okay. Um, yeah, these are both Arkansas food stories here. Just making sure that, yep, okay. As I've told you many times before, Arkansas is the only state that Alabama is allowed to make fun of. So it works the other way around, too. Alabama is the only state that Arkansas is allowed to make fun of. Anyway, this guy from the food business company known as Beyond Meat was released on bond following day, according to court records. Beyond Meat suspended Ramsey following the incidents that occurred, uh, and he left the company in October. Okay. Those two stories I didn't know of, but one guy, Tyson food guy just showed up at somebody else's house and went to bed there, huh? Probably thought it was his own house. I had no idea that those things were happening until I heard them top of the hour news. All right. A couple of people sending me notes on the app. By the way, for the app, so you know, then I'll read these notes. Wake Up Wyoming app is free to download at your app store. All right. Just go to your app store, Wake Up Wyoming. You can get news alerts if you want them. You can listen to old shows by touching the on-demand option. Also hit on-demand and look for Wyoming Altered States. Miss Mary's releasing season two of all those funny bits we play on here. So Sea Dog and Casper, re Amendment A. Now this is the one I was talking about earlier. It's on your ballot when you go to, if you go to vote today, you'll see it on your ballot. Amendment A for the Wyoming Constitution. This would allow local municipalities the ability to take some of your tax money and invest it 
so they have a little bit of a nest egg going and can use the interest and so on. Sea Dog says, Amendment A, it should be mentioned that it would allow for towns and cities to do the same thing that the state of Wyoming is allowed to do, given our boom and bust cycles in Wyoming. It is uh, good stewardship to put up hay for the leaner times that always show up. So there's someone who's in favor of it. By the way, he's sending me a note using the Wake Up Wyoming app. He's hitting the chat option, and you can send me texts and pictures and links and all that kind of stuff. The Paisan. So, okay, so I will be the devil's advocate to your devils. So they invest money. Again, this is a M&A. And they get the dividend. What keeps them from keeping the money stashed and from raising taxes anyway? Okay. So if we're going to do this, we would have to set up some rules, right? No, I, I agree. That's a good point. If if we allow them, if you vote yes for Amendment A, if Wyoming does, we uh, amend our Wyoming Constitution. Now municipalities are allowed to take tax money and put it away like a rainy day fund. What can they and can't they do with that money? Now, with the state of Wyoming, with our rainy day fund, rules are set. There's actually rules of what they can and cannot do with that money. There's been plenty of times when your Wyoming, either a Wyoming governor or your Wyoming legislative body wanted to take some of that money that we've squirreled away as a state of Wyoming, and they wanted to spend it on all sorts of things. And the Constitution and the laws that were laid out said, you can't do that. So I would say then what we should do if Amendment A passes is make sure that municipalities can only do certain things with that money. They squirreled it away. It's earning interest for them. Cool. Good deal. Now, what are they allowed to do that, and what are they not allowed? Because we've seen politicians, when they get money, and it's not their money. See, it's easy to spend other people's money. I see it all the time among very conservative friends of mine. Well, it's a company credit card, so I don't care. Yeah, when you have money handed to you that's not your money, you're a lot more loose with spending that money than when it's yours. Same way in politics. Take a look at your federal, your federal government can just print more money. So you see how out of control they get, both parties. I'm talking both political parties just go crazy with the spending. That's what happens when you either have other people's money or you own a damn printing press and do whatever you want with it. You see what happens. So rules need to be set down. I would love to write these rules for the federal government, too. We definitely need to. 816, Wake Up Wyoming. Here's your morning. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Tuesday, Election Day. Yeah, I'm talking a little bit about election politics, but not a lot because, again, it'll drive you crazy today if you do that. So I just advise, again, to get yourself informed, then go vote. And if you're not going to take the time to do your homework, please don't vote. Stay out the vote campaign in full swing. Joe sends me this note over the app. Why is the city council seat a nonpartisan spot? good question. I've never understood that. It should be very partisan. 
Well, look, uh, how do I know? I want to vote for someone who is a limited government, you know me, a more libertarian, but uh, more conservative libertarian kind of a limited government guy. That's what I want to vote for. So it helps a little bit anyway if they do have a letter by their name so we know. So it is a partisan seat. Now, having said that, I also was saying earlier today, there's a lot of people in Wyoming that have an R by their name, but they're not conservative. So you still have to really pay attention, even if they have an R by their name, not to trust that R, but to take a look at what exactly they do when they're in office. Uh, see, Lee is in Casey. He writes... What is the Beyond Meat guy charged with? If you just missed it, one of the founders of Beyond Meat is charged with assault and had to resign. What is the Beyond Meat guy charged with? Assault because his burgers need salt in order to not taste like chemicals in the conglomerate of made and made materials? Yes, I would, I would go with that, sure. Absolutely, yeah. And who would have thought that some guy who is supposed to be a vegan could throw a punch anyway. I bet you he lost that fight. All right. So I did have, and I want to catch the rest of you up on this. In fact, I'm going to play both episodes right now. We had a social justice warrior episode that was written because I was on the air talking about our social justice water, uh, warrior needing a sort of a Batmobile kind of vehicle. And suggestions came rolling in. So episode one was done, and just on Monday morning, I completed episode two. So here they are back to back. We now return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. On this week's episode, the bad guy is getting away. If only the Social Justice Warrior had his own version of the Batmobile. But, you know, more like a Ecomobile or something like that. There's something that runs on unicorn farts. Whatever. My evil nemesis, average white guy, has just done the most dastardly deed. You just hate that diesel-powered truck he bought, don't you? Get worse? He named his truck Gary. So? So that's assuming the truck's gender. And then he went out and bought those truck nuts and put them underneath the trailer hitch. So what are you going to do about it? Sneak out in the middle of the night and neuter the truck? He's getting away. He's going to the store to buy some bread. Quick, to the binary mobile. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> What? Well, if Batman can have his Batmobile. You mean your mom's car? Don't tell her I'm taking it. She was really pissed last time. So you're going to chase a diesel truck with an all-electric car? Oh, sure. Why not? Well, for one thing, it's still charging. Well, that could take all night. Oh, it will. I'm sure the average white guy will be back from buying a loaf of bread by then. It's so hard being an eco-friendly crime fighter. Join us next week as our social justice warrior chases down the bad guy in his uh, binary mobile. Do whatever. Then the Dan, and Dan is in South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, sends me a note and says, that should be non-binary mobile. Oh, you're right. And other people started sending in suggestions for episode two. We now 
return you to another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. In our last episode, Social Justice Warrior was laying around waiting for his mother's electric car to charge so he could chase the bad guy. Unfortunately, it took all night to charge, and so the bad guy had a chance to go to the grocery store, get some bread and milk, and come home, watch some late-night TV, and sleep until morning. But now, daylight, and our warrior is ready for the chase. At last, the non-binary mobile is charged, and I can chase down my evil nemesis, average white guy. Better hurry. Your mom needs to go to work soon. She'll need her car back. Oh, don't tell her. I said I wouldn't, so what are you waiting for? Uh, well, if I'm going to get into a car chase, I have to wait for him to leave home, don't I? You're in luck. He's getting in his... heck is that noise? Unicorn farts. Oh, this is exciting. The chase is on. Will our hero catch his evil nemesis, average white guy? Then what exactly is he going to do with him once he catches him? Join us next time for another thrilling episode of Social Justice Warrior. to the phones we go and I just want to set this up that that last sound effect had nothing to do with introducing Mark Armstrong. Morning, Mark. Good morning, Glenn. Yeah. Thanks for that clarification. I just wanted to make Thank sure everybody, yeah, okay. Well, what you got for me this morning? Well, let's talk about bureaucrats and their interpretation of legislation. Right. For just a minute and how that applies to the election code. So, I was amazed to find out that when you vote absentee, you're required by law to sign the envelope right. under the penalty of perjury. However, the clerk's office does not verify that signature. So the legislature says you got to sign it. Any reasonable human being would assume that means that signature would be verified. Okay. Well, Wyoming is one of four states that does not verify against the registration that that signature is your signature. Okay. Now, I also wonder why you're saying this. How often does Wyoming purge the rolls? Because people move, people die, you know, things like that. So, you might have to purge to make sure we don't have more people on the rolls than are actually here. Well, we may, well, that's true, but I'm sure there are people on the roll yeah. that aren't verified. I've talked to other firefighters that asked for absentee ballot for the general election never received them. Oh, I am okay. sure that that absentee ballot could be intercepted in the mail, or you could sure. just call the clerk's office and say you moved. I mail it to yeah. You. Okay. You know, well, the I reason I bring up the okay. extra ones is that allows some people to vote in more than one state on election day. So. And why not vote yeah. early, vote often? Exactly right. right. I got to run to news time, Mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of. That'll be your local news right after local news update on your weather forecast. Nice long segment of open phones after that. Triple eight ninety seven Woods eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Wake up, Wyoming. 
bigger than a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Time is 8.36. Okay. Hey, Colorado, you're up. Hold the music. Here we go. This is, I think, probably this... Well, not surprising, but the strangest election story Colorado has so far. Although, Colorado, you can tell me if I'm wrong about this. Ready? So, in Colorado, Senator Michael Bennett, Democrat Colorado, is getting blasted by his opponents as radical after his wife was recorded talking to two undercover journalists about how the Democrats shouldn't talk about what is really in the Inflation Reduction Act and how they could defund the police quietly. So she's chatting with a couple of undercover reporters who are recording this, and she had no idea. Pause it. Back up. Here we go. I want to read this again. All right. So his wife, this Democrat in Colorado... And he's up for re-election right now. His wife recorded talking to two undercover journalists about how Democrats shouldn't talk about what is really in the Inflation Reduction Act and how they could defund the police quietly. Susan Daggett, law professor, University of Denver, is seen in the video release Monday by Accuracy in Media Arguing, quote, the most successful efforts in Washington, D.C. are the ones you never see on the front page of the paper. At one point in the video, she agrees and laughs with the two journalists who mused about Democrats distinguishing or uh, discussing, pardon me, a health and climate bill in the Inflation Reduction Act. So, again, the Inflation Reduction Act, which increases inflation, by the way, had nothing to do with reducing inflation. Quote, like so many great things that happened in that bill. Don't talk about it, she said. Just, just, yeah. Earlier in the video, Daggett argued that Democrats could do a better job at getting their more radical agenda passed if they keep quiet about it. Well, this is honesty in politics for you, right? Quote, we're talking about it for half a second and let the temperature come down and then quietly allocate some funding to mental health, right? And to interventions that help and maybe not call it police reform. And, and then again, she's talking about defunding the police here. She said, quote, there's just strategic ways to do it that would be just as effective but, you know, not raise the flag. This is how you sneak things in, which is why, remember Nancy Pelosi? Well, you got to pass the bill to find out what's in it. Remember that one? One of the reasons why bills like the Inflation Reduction Act, which is, again, that's whenever you hear a, a bill named something like that, you know it does exactly the opposite of what they say it's going to do. In this case, it did. But also, this is a massive spending bill, a massive spending bill that Republicans, well, Democrats went after Republicans. You didn't even vote for it. Well, no, of course not. You guys were voting for something you had never even read. 
massive omnibus spending bill, and most, well, nobody in Congress has any idea what's in it. Little bits and pieces here and there, but nobody has the whole picture. And yet this is what your Congress passes. Can you understand why I have massive trust issues with government and why I want government as small as it can be? The campaign for Republican Joe Odea, who's running against Bennett, blasted the radicals. Quote, it's that quiet part out loud now, he said in an interview. Quote, even on Inflation Reduction Act, flat out admitting that it wasn't the intent of the legislation and laughing about the title. The media and the Democrats called it that until the last moment it passed, called it the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, I got to pause for just a moment here. So where was the media on this? Oh, yeah, that's right. They were supporting the bill. They were standing behind the bill rather than taking a look at what was inside it. Or maybe they agreed with the radical agenda. He goes on to say, the, the Republican does, and then it became a climate bill. And that's exactly what Michael Bennett did in terms of how he talked about it. Quote, and it's just so disappointing because this is exactly what so many fear about radical leadership under the Biden-Bennett agenda. Is that they're truly trying to pull a fast one on the American people. She admits what, in fact, the agenda has been for the entire two years. Bennett campaign pushed back against the tactics of the undercover. Oh, here, this, this to me is always hysterical when this happens. Rather than answering this, the Democrat goes after the people, the two reporters who expose this. So don't deal with the issue. Don't deal with the fact that you and your wife were caught in a lie. You didn't just lie to the people of your own district. You lied to the American people. Oh, no, we're not going to touch that. He actually calls it despicable ambush theater. The quote, this isn't journalism. It's despicable ambush theater. It's disgusting that Joe O'Day and his campaign are endorsing this tactic. Taking aim at a candidate's wife is straight out Donald Trump playbook. You see what he's doing there? Anything, anything he can say except, hey, what about the fact that you lied, that you deceived, that you kept things quiet, and your wife is there on camera laughing about it and talking about how you need to do more of it? What about the deception on the American people? What about that? But you're not going to talk about that. Oh, no. Instead, it's despicable that it was exposed. So he starts his comment by saying, this isn't journalism. Actually, that's exactly what journalists should be doing to politicians. He says it isn't journalism. Oh, no, sir. That is journalism. That's what journalists should be doing. Ben's campaign accused journalists of secretly taping under false pretenses, I don't care. Did they get the truth out? Then fine. Accuracy and Media president pushed back against campaign's criticism. Quote, I love that police officers wear body cams. And I love that a world where police wore body cams, the next best thing is to investigative journalists is the hidden camera. Yeah, hidden cameras are so easy today. It is so easy today to record someone without them even knowing it and get something like this. Okay, well, there you go, Colorado. Very typical. 
And one of the reasons, again, I have absolutely no faith and have serious trust issues with those in government, because this is the kind of games that they play, which the answer to this, you could say, well, let's go elect honest people. Well, good luck with that. What I'd rather see us do, which I think is truly the answer here, is why you hear me as more of a libertarian type. We seriously reduce the size of government to the point that it is so small that they can't do things like this. That's so uh, ineffective, powerless. Government is almost not noticeable, and they can't pass stuff like this. They're not allowed to just print tons of money and make a massive omnibus spending bill that nobody read and passed it. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Talk radio. Morning radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Eight forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino. I see him stepping into the studio right now. He's going to give you sports reports. Uh, so, uh, Frank, years ago, um, I well, you've seen this. Someone with an expensive car who likes to park in sideways and take up two spots. You've seen this, right? Yes. Okay. Years ago, I was in uh, Tampa. And I had pulled into downtown, and they, it's it's a major city, so yeah. you have to pay for parking. There's a parking attendant. And as I pull in, he sees I'm driving kind of a small car, and he says, I'd like you to do me a favor. I'll let you park for free. Somebody really? pulled in <laughs> with an expensive sports car and just drove right past the attendant and took up a couple of spaces so nobody could park next to his expensive car. He had me pull in as tightly as I could next to him and had another car pull in as tightly as he could on the other side. And I had to roll down my window to get out, you know. Wow. But I was given a free spot for this. <laughs> so, obviously, the attendant's got a serious problem with the sports car guy. Yes, yeah. You don't just go taking up, you know, more than one spot. It's one spot per car. If you're afraid that your car is going to get nicked or something, park way out there where nobody else is parked, right? Or, or, or buy a beater and just don't worry about it. And there you go. Okay. So, I say that because I came across this, and I think it's it's Photoshop, but that's okay. It's hysterical. <laughs> so, it's a parking lot with all of the parking spaces in rows, except for this one spot, which is turned slightly sideways, taking up two spots. Yeah. The, oh, and, the, oh, the spot itself? Yes. And written <laughs> on it is BMW. <laughs> <laughs> so, my answer to this is always the same thing. Look, if you want it, if you have the money and you want to buy yourself an expensive toy, I get it. That's perfectly fine. However, when you get out there on the road, the rules are the same. Yes, e exactly. Yeah. So let's just park like normal human normal beings. Normal human beings. Or, but again, if you really are worried that someone's going to park next to you and ding your car, there, there's a reason that we have such big parking spots. It's for sports cars. Yeah, and if you don't want to have your car, uh, your sports car dinged, yeah, just drive it around and there don't park go. it anywhere. Now, on the other except hand, except in your driveway or your garage, there you go. if you live or in your place, country club, well, there you go. Yeah, don't don't park until you get back home. On the other hand, though, there are those people who live in Wyoming where it is a badge of honor that your car is muddy and dented and scratched. Pretty much, it, it the right. I mean, if I were to buy a Jeep and it was brand spanking new and shiny. Well, Frank, that's just embarrassing. Oh, it is. I, I, oh, <laughs> unbelievably. 
Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys beat Colorado Christian to open the season in Laramie 102-69. Colorado Christian is a Division II school, so really this result is no surprise. Pogues took a whopping 73 shots from the floor and made 50% of them. Jeremiah Odin led the way with 17, Max Abancopolo at 16, and Pine Bluff's native Hunter Thompson with 15. Cowboys made 14 threes in the game. That's pretty good. And they went 14-21 from the line. UW will host Nickel State on Thursday in Laramie. And the NFL Buffalo Bills quarterback and former UW star Josh Allen being evaluated for an elbow injury suffered in their 20-17 loss to the New York Jets on Sunday. Allen, by his own admission, didn't play very well and suffered this injury in the fourth quarter when New York's Bryce Huff hit Allen's throwing arm, which resulted in a sack. His next pass was way off target and was seen holding his elbow. Allen was 18 of 34 for just 205 yards and two interceptions. He did, however, record two rushing TDs. The Bills are 6-2, and two, and Allen's status for this week's game against Minnesota is uncertain. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Fort Collins this Saturday for the board award against Colorado State. The Pokes had last week off. They sit at 6-3 and three overall, 4-1 and one in Mountain West play. CSU has been awful this year at 2-7 and seven and 1-3 and three in league play. The Cowboys are 8.5-point favorites in the game. That's a 5 p.m. kickoff in Fort Collins on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. High School Volleyball, the 4A state champion this year is Kelly Walsh, who beat Cody three sets to none on Saturday to win the title. And Kelly Walsh finished 35-1 and one. They beat Cody four times this year. The Trojans were the free preseason favorites in 4A, and KW player CJ Eskew figured out that her team would probably have an edge on Saturday. Yes, but I also, I know our team kind of gets slow at the beginning, but I'm really happy that we got to just go all the way through like we did the past few games that we played with Cody because we knew they were going to be scrappy and we knew that they were going to bring it. And so I'm really excited that we just like got it done and we just finished in three. And Kelly Walsh has won four state titles in 4A volleyball in the last half dozen years. And that's it in sports. Four, huh? Four out of six. Wow. Are they like the, the best in the state ever? I mean, have anyone well, else Laramie had won the, the, the two previous years. And they beat Kelly Walsh in those two previous years. And those matches were super intense. So, I mean, it, it, was, it was entertaining to watch. I mean, uh, between them, they, they played in the semifinals this year. And Kelly Walsh made that progression over three years. Okay. See, this was their opportunity to win. And they did. Okay. Well, that that's a heck of a score. Now, that that might mean a lot of people are graduating, and they might have. Oh uh, yeah, I think they're going to. They, I think they have maybe six or seven kids that are signing college yeah, deals. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, yeah, I say that because as I told you the other day in the hallway there, I got to cover the girls volleyball yes. team when I was. It was, in high the, it was the highlight of your career. Oh my lord, yeah, and they because I got to travel on the bus on the bus the state with nothing but a girls volleyball team and me. Yeah, so but, they they practiced their dance for after. Uh, oh Aces. my lord, yeah, I was rejected by an entire girl. Volleyball team. <laughs> well, at least you're consistent. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up on no, I took one of them to prom. That was coming up on some local business. We have to take care of. Them. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me Tuesday, Election Day. And as you know, we're in the height of my stay-out-the-vote campaign. 
not get out the vote campaign, but stay out the vote campaign. And I, that's because I get sick of every couple of years. It just drives me absolutely nuts. There's got to be those, get out there, go vote. It's your right. Well, of course it's your right to vote. I mean, honestly, yeah, of course it is. But you know, people fought and died and gave literally limbs. I mean, having themselves come home torn apart, be, volunteers even, because they wanted to make sure that you were a free person and that you would uh, have the right to vote, pick your own leaders, things like that. Right? And you dishonor them by not being an informed voter, by just showing up and guessing, by not taking the responsibility Seriously, which is why every couple of years I have my stay out the vote campaign. Darling, would you fetch me a beer on the fridge? So, I know everything about the Kardashians, Beyonce, and stuff like that. But I know nothing about who my governor is or whoever runs the state. So this year I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out the vote. Thank you, darling. I can give you every major stat for the Rockies for the last 15 years, but I can't tell you who the mayor of Denver is. That's the reason why this year I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out the vote. Too lazy to stay informed? Then stay home. Stay out the vote. Your country is counting on you. That was a couple of years ago, well, back in 2020, when we had really just a miserable choice for candidates. And so I recorded this one because I was encouraging people not to vote for anyone on planet Earth. Let's face it, 2020 sucks. And you can't trust anything that you hear in the news anymore. Politicians, please find a good one. With the world going as haywire as it's gone, it's about time that we voted for change. Initiating launch sequence. A celestial object known as 218VP1, what a sexy name, is screaming toward Earth and could hit here November 2nd, the day before the election. But since many of you are voting early, we encourage you to take this opportunity to vote Giant Asteroid 2020 because the Earth just needs to be put out of its misery. Let's face it. Brought to you by the Campaign for Total Planetary Annihilation. Vote 2018VP1 because 2020 sucks that much. Yeah, that was really kind of a miserable year, and no one voted for the giant asteroid but me. But you can write in anything you want. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. If you want to be an informed voter, one I suggested earlier this morning, go to a website called Ballot Ready. There's many websites like this out there. Ballotpedia is another one. Ballot Ready, and then just type in Wyoming, and the site will come up with everybody who's running in Wyoming. Now, on the statewide level, let's see, there's four people running for the U.S. House of Representatives, the seat that no longer has Liz Cheney. There's three people running for governor, so Libertarian, Republican, Democrat. Secretary of State only has one guy. And many other people, Wyoming Auditor, Christy Racinas, who's very good at her job. Oh, I got to send her a note congratulating her on her win even before everybody's even voted uh but she's the only person running um kurt meyer is the only person running for treasurer now there's a bunch of other people out there running all sorts of different uh races but in many cases it's just one person now you can get down on this site to your local races too by looking up your county where do you live and so this will give you a hand at taking a look at where the people are but also take a look at the issues too because Wyoming has several different issues out there, like, for example, a Constitutional Amendment A. And you might have some other issues in your area, uh, taxes, you know, 
different things like that that might be on your ballot. So if you did vote in the primary and you're informed, please vote today as well because there's issues. Even if all your candidates won in the primary and they, they're going to take the general, there's issues out there, big time. And so it's good, uh, worth it to take a look at those issues, get yourself up to speed on them, and then go ahead and vote. Like, again, like the Amendment A thing. All right. Headline in Cowboy State Daily. Now, we talked about this yesterday. Wyoming oil industry blasts Biden as he promises to end drilling. I played the audio yesterday for you. President Joe Biden seemed to contradict earlier statements he's made on the impact of his policies. And this is earlier statements where he said, we need oil companies to drill more. That's why oil prices are so high and there's a shortage out there. And then with protesters out there protesting, you're still drilling. You said you would stop. He then said, oh, no, I'm he's trying to stop drilling. He flat out said it, that he wants to put an end to drilling. So which Joe Biden are we supposed to believe, right? So a spokesperson for Ryan McConaughey said Biden's statement is uh, just to confirm everything he's been saying and doing all along. This is a gentleman with the Wyoming Petroleum Association. Quote, this is just another example of the president trying to have his cake and eat it, too, he said. We, uh, he wants oil and gas companies to invest more in production and future capabilities, yet he says he's not going to allow any more production. You can't have both. I want you to invest, get out there, drill. I want you to refine the oil. I want you to ship it around the country, but you can't have pipelines. We're going to destroy the trucking industry, by the way. We're going to give you leasing. Uh, we're going to allow you to buy leases, but we're not going to give you the permits to develop those leases. And he's going to get on their cases for causing climate change, and we're going to shut these companies down. So again, he's trying to have both at the same time. Story says last summer, Biden administration has been uh, well it, insisting that there's nothing being done to limit oil production. Uh, not true. In fact, I remember, Tim, some of you might remember this, if you're in the industry especially. And some years ago, this is like, I don't know, 12, 13 or so years ago, maybe more. Uh, Tim Barber from Yates Petroleum. Ring a bell for some of you guys? I went to some of his meetings. I had him on this show on a, on a regular basis. He had actually had meetings around the state, and he brought in people from the BLM and other, you know, government agencies like that and got them front row seats so they could watch what he was saying and he showed way back then well you can go ahead and buy a lease get a lease to drill on land but that doesn't mean and this is where the biden administration said there's all these leases out there how come they're not drilling because they had the lease but that's not a permit. See, that's how government works. You have the lease, so you figure you can just go out there and develop the energy, right? No, now you gotta go through the permitting process. And that can take a decade or more for no other reason than government. There's no, this is what was proven in North Dakota some time ago when we found we could get to oil on private land, getting the federal government out of it and they did. Boy, they were they were exploring energy and developing energy, sucking it out of the ground and shipping off, refining it and so on. 
getting around the government, around the federal government to get it done. And we had a big oil boom because government was not there on the scene to be able to do anything about it. So if you're wondering why, if oil companies have all of these leases, why aren't they developing these leases? As Tim Barber showed all those years ago with the H Petroleum, because the government process of getting the permits to get to work takes a decade or more. And even then, after all that time, after all, they, they have to continue to pay on the lease year after year after year. They have to pay for all every single step of the permitting process they have to pay for. And after over a decade, there's still no guarantee that they're going to be allowed to develop that land to extract the oil. So they might have spent all of that time and all of that money only to, in the end, be told, but never mind, no. That's your federal government for you. Coming up on 916, Wake Up Wyoming. Thing. It matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. Twenty-one's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name's Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. Well, I had no idea. We're going to go to the state of Iowa. I just found this story. I, I didn't know this was a thing in Iowa. By, by the way, just to get it out of the way, I just always have to tell the joke. Just like I tell the joke between Alabama and Arkansas. Like Alabama's the only state that Arkansas is allowed to make fun of, you know, and vice versa. So Iowa... Idiots out wandering around. There's all sorts of different other ones like that for Iowa, but that's particularly my favorite one. But anyway, this story has to do with guns. Well, I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. Therefore, say, well, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. Here in the state of Wyoming, Wyoming Constitution, it says right there in the Wyoming Constitution, you have a right to bear arms, just like it does in the federal constitution. We sort of mirror that. Iowa voters are considering adding that to their state constitution. How is that not a thing in every single state? Story says Iowa voters will decide whether to add the right to keep and bear arms to the state constitution. A move that would make it more difficult to pass gun restrictions and easier to strike down existing gun laws. If the amendment passes, Iowa would join Alabama, Louisiana, and Missouri with constitutional language that requires courts to use what's called strict scrutiny when considering gun restrictions. You can add Wyoming to that, too. That standard would make it very difficult for courts to uphold limits on gun possession, ownership, or use, such as future efforts to require more extensive background checks, etc., etc. Republican lawmakers began about four years ago to seek a constitutional amendment, which requires approval by two separate, uh, separately elected legislative bodies. They passed the language in 2019 and 2021 to get the measure on this year's ballot. Gun rights supporters say the state needs the language to ensure Second Amendment rights are protected in the state. Opponents contend measure makes it too difficult to approve reasonable gun legislation. Well, I always am curious what they mean by reasonable gun legislation and love having that discussion. Let me see. Wyoming's... Um, 
Let's see. Gun Constitution. Let me see if I can find this uh, particularly. Here we go. Uh, Wyoming Code. That's a Wyoming Code. Okay. Firearm, weapon, and ammunition regulation and prohibition by state Wyoming legislator. Okay. But that's not what I'm looking for, though. Uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act. Okay. So what I'm looking at is the Second Amendment Preservation Act. So let me see. Wyoming... Guns. Okay, so I'm doing Wyoming Constitution guns. Oh, let's see if I can come up there. Uh, not that's again. Okay, so I got to find it here. But again, uh, in the state of Wyoming, we have that as part of our uh, constitution. And I'm surprised to hear that all sorts of other states actually don't. That Iowa has to consider that adding to their constitution, that it didn't just come as part of their constitution. But okay, and I, now I got to wonder about other states that do and don't have that because I never thought about looking at it before. I just sort of assumed most state constitutions mirror the federal constitution. There might be a few little changes here and there, but most state constitution mirrors the federal constitution. So that's where I was uh, curious about that. Let me see. How about uh, with? Uh, Okay. All right, let's see if that works out. And I spelled constitutional wrong. Okay, so Iowa, that's the one, Second Amendment, Legal Foundation. This one um, goes, it is mainly focusing, as this search I'm doing, is mainly focusing on the state of Iowa since that's the big story in the news right now. And again, it said that there were several other states that were considering the same thing. Okay, so I want uh, how a gun rights amendment got on the 2022 ballot. Okay, so here's another story, on I think, on the same one. The option to strengthen gun rights protection in the Iowa Constitution will be on the ballot this fall. Now, this story explains how did it get there. And this is where Republican lawmakers and gun rights have worked for years to get this on the ballot. And they had to go through courts and a lot of debating and fighting. It took a couple of years to get it. But the idea is if Iowa passes a constitutional amendment, it would come into play when existing and future Iowa gun control laws are challenged in court. Courts use different tests to decide if the law should stand up or be struck down. The proposed amendment says gun laws must be evaluated with the test of strict scrutiny. Uh, so Todd Petty, not Tom Petty, but Todd Petty, because Tom Petty's dead. Todd Petty, professor of law at the University of Iowa, called strict scrutiny the toughest test, the most skeptical test, and the toughest restriction. Okay. The idea, though, that if you just pass a law for protection of gun rights, then you could have even your state Supreme Court come along and strike down the law. Yeah, Or other things can happen to amend or change the law. But if you make that a constitutional amendment, as you can see in Iowa, it's very difficult to have a constitutional amendment passed. That, and it's supposed to be that way. And once something becomes a constitutional amendment, it's extraordinarily difficult to undo it. 
and it's supposed to be that way. It's it's designed that way with a purpose that there are certain things that should be very hard to do. So those people who would just love to strike down the Second Amendment in the U.S. Constitution, well, they get really frustrated that they just can't get it done. Well, good. Now, they've tried every possible way to get around it, even to explain it away, but they haven't been able to do it because it's ingrained in part of our Constitution. Many state constitutions, but also as to what it means to be an American. That if you choose to carry a gun, you choose to own them or carry them, you can go right ahead and do that. And as much as some people don't want you to have the right to do that, it's frankly none of their business. They're not allowed to have a say-so. That's why some your freedom of speech it's in the Constitution. Freedom of religion or not to have a religion, it's in the Constitution. It's very difficult to get it into the Constitution as a part of the Constitution and extremely difficult to get rid of it. That's the point. That's what Iowa is trying to do, make it part of their Constitution. All right, coming up on 930, local news heading your way. Update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. news you need wake up wyoming with glenn woods mornings on k2 radio time 47 the time wake up wyoming off to the icebox we go frank gambino is waiting by couple of things, uh, Frank, when you were a kid, did you have an ice cream truck in your neighborhood? Oh, it came yeah. by every evening about 4.30 oh, okay. or 5. Yeah. And you can hear it from down the block oh, and people wow. would still run. Yeah. And, it, and and they still had ice cream trucks um, like as of like last year. Oh, uh, yeah. Then, then you yeah. had oh, people yeah. who had uh, like a cooler type thing on a bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On, on, right like by, on yeah. the front handlebars. I did see some time ago, it was so creepy ice cream truck driving through the neighborhood and something was wrong with the music player <laughs> what was ding, 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 ding. Like, oh, my God, that's just the creepiest damn thing. <laughs> now, this, I say that because uh, Joanne <clears throat> posted, uh, Dear Taco Trucks, please consider cruising the neighborhood like ice cream trucks. Sincerely, everyone. You know what? I, I think... If they could do that, yeah, they'd, I think they make a. Oh ton my of lord! Money. Yeah, can you imagine? It's it's time for dinner, right? You haven't yeah, had dinner yet. And, and mom looks out the window and then looks at the kitchen. Goes, you know what? Uh, here comes. <laughs> there's dinner. Hey, well, you can go beyond that. Here comes the pizza truck. Oh yeah. Here comes the sandwich truck. Hot dogs. And then when all of the main meal, the main course trucks go by, now comes the ice cream truck. Right. There's dessert. Mm-hmm. How come no one's ever thought of this? I, I think the streets aren't wide enough for all the trucks. <laughs> okay. all right, all right. You know, well, we would can all you, can partake. You, can, you know? can you see them just in one neighborhood? You go, well, there's, yeah. there's the hot dog okay. truck, and then there's the okay, pizza, yeah. and there's Waiting the Waiting for the truck that you want to come around the right, corner. Yeah. Yeah, and, right, yeah. And, and, and there's adults chasing down the trucks <laughs> yeah, like the kids right. would chase yeah. the ice Come back. <laughs> You're waving their money. Yeah. Okay, so now, <clears throat> separate topic altogether. I want you to picture that you're uh, living in a country that is at war. 
like World War II, like, like England, right? Yeah, England, yeah. 1940. Someone wrote temporary wartime golf rules. Oh, really? They, they didn't stop? Oh, they're not going to stop to play. I mean, hey, so now and then you might get an extra bunker, literally. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, number one. Players are asked to collect bomb and shrapnel splinters while playing. Okay, that's they don't great. want it. They don't want that stuff to get into the mowing machine. No, 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 no. no okay, no, no. Uh, number two, <clears throat> competitors during gunfire or while bombs are falling uh, may take cover without penalty for ceasing play. Isn't that but nice that of the royal sense. and ancient to come up with a rule yeah, like okay. that? Uh, number two, the positions of known delayed action bombs are marked by red flags at reasonably but not guaranteed safe distances. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. So, so that gives the golf a new meaning to hazard. Yes. Okay, speaking of that, uh, shrapnel and or bomb splinters on the fairway in bunkers or along the length or whatever may be moved without yeah. penalty because that, that's not like a leaf or a stick. That's a man-made object. It's a man-made object. That's right. Okay. A ball moved by enemy action may be replaced, or if lost or destroyed, the ball may be dropped not nearer than the hole without penalty. Right, yeah, you can drop it no closer right, to the yeah. hole. So, so let me get this straight. You hit the ball, yes. a bomb falls on the ball, yes. it destroys the ball, yes. but I can place it right. I can they place can go right back right in there and just drop it in again, yeah. Okay. A ball, a ball, <laughs> a ball lying in a crater may be lifted and dropped not near to the hole, mm -hmm. but you can at least take it out of the crater because the crater is a man-made hole. Yes, yeah, exactly, okay. yes. And finally, a player whose stroke is affected by simultaneous explosions. <laughs> May play another ball. <laughs> but it has to be two, not one. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's just the, oh, I want to go play during wartime just to implement Oh, the boy. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys, a winner over Colorado Christian to open up the season in Laramie last night. 102-69. Colorado Christian is a Division II school, so really a one-sided result was no surprise here. The Pokes took a whopping 73 shots from the floor and made 50% of them. Jeremiah Oden led the way with 17. Max Abancopolo with 16. And Pine Bluffs native Hunter Thompson with 15. Cowboys made 14 threes in the game. That's pretty good. And also went 14 of 21 from the free throw line. UW hosts Nickel State on Thursday in Larry. In the NFL, Buffalo Bills quarterback and former UW star Josh Allen being evaluated for an elbow injury suffered in their 20-17 loss to the New York Jets on Sunday. Allen, by his own admission, did not play very well and suffered this injury in the fourth quarter when New York's Bryce Huff hit Allen's throwing arm that resulted in a strip sack. His next pass was way off target and was seen holding his elbow. Allen was just 18 of 34 for 205 yards and two interceptions. He did, however, record two rushing touchdowns. Those are 6-2 and two in Allen's status for this week's game against Minnesota is uncertain. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Fort Collins this Saturday to be for the border war against Colorado State. Pokes had last week off. They are 6-3 and three overall, 4-1 and one in Mountain West play, and CSU has been awful this year at 2-7 and seven and 1-3 and three in league play. As the Cowboys are an 8.5 point favorite in the game, 5 p.m. kickoff in Fort Collins on Saturday. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High School Volleyball, the 4A champion this year is Kelly Walsh, who beat Cody three sets to none on Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper to take home the trophy. KW 35-1 and this year. They beat Cody four times. The Trojans were the preseason favorite of 4A and finally beat their nemesis in Laramie, the Plainsman, in the semifinal round in five sets. Laramie had beaten KW in the 4A championship for the last two years running, and Trojan player CJ Eskew says, hey, that win was worth a lot.
It was super exhausting, but I'm so happy that we got came together as one and we just figured it out because the five set match is super exhausting as it is and plus Laramie and that how intense they are and how well they swing and how scrappy they are. It was super intense, but I'm glad we got those two games out of the way before we got to this game. And Kelly Walsh now has won four state titles in Class 4A volleyball in the last six years. This is the sports. Someone just sent me and I posted it on a aviation site that I have on my Facebook account. So there's a, uh, a airplane taxiing out to the runway. Okay. And a pigeon decides to land on the wing. Okay. And the pigeon just sits there on the wing going for a taxi until the plane turns onto the runway and starts to speed up. And the, the pigeon just slides off the back of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hysterical. Oh, it made my day. All right, Frank. Have a good Tuesday. Coming up on some local news. Only go vote today if you're informed. If you're not going to take the time, do your country a favor. Stay home. It's Wake Up Wyoming.